What's up, guys? You are on the air and off the books with Bethany and Samantha. And today, we are going to be talking about two different books. I, Samantha, will be talking about <laughs> Iron Flame, the sequel to the Empyrean series. Number two, Fourth Wing was the first one. Iron Flame was the second. And Bethann will be talking about... <laughs> Why is mine so lame compared to what you just said? Everybody's gonna laugh. <laughs> cue, wait, cue like the like the building up music. Like, <laughs> cue the Jaws theme song. I am gonna talk about a new obsession of my own that's not anything to do with, it's not romanticy at all, it's actually sci-fi fantasy. Um, and it is Dungeon Crawler Carl by Matt Denneman. Pew, pew, pew. We need, like, little sound effects. We do. We need, like, ben, a soundboard in here. don't let us down. Or don't let us insert, do it. <laughs> <clears throat> insert sound effects here. Hey, it's Ben here, editor of the podcast. We do not have the budget for sound effects, so please carry on making your own. Now back to the episode. Okay, so. I need to pull that up. Do you want to just, do you want to talk about your book first? Yes, I'm going to pull that up now. So, Okay. I don't know if any of you guys know what a lit RPG is. It's lit. <laughs> it is absolutely lit. Okay, listen. It's what the kids say. It's what all the kids say. So I watch a lot of different, like, so-called booktubers or YouTubers who review books online and stuff. And I watch a lot of, like, epic fantasy people who really love people who don't read romanticy. And if you don't know what romanticy is, it's... Things like, you know, fourth wing. <laughs> no shade. Um, She's going to be shading me this entire the podcast. The whole video, and so is Samantha, so it's fine. We'll shade each other. <sighs> Grow Coral. trees right over. Coral. Coral. Um, and so I was looking for something new, and I've, in my reading journey this year, because I've read quite a bit, surprisingly, I have found that I really, really like humorous, like, fantasy and, like, science fiction. And so I was looking for something that was more of, like, an indie author or a which means an author who's, like, self-published. Um, and people had been talking about trying out lit RPG. And what it essentially is is, like, I don't know if a lot of you watch your significant others play video games or, like, if you play video games yourself, but it's like it's about a character who is in a world where they have to live in this world and go by the rules of this game. So they advance and they get different items and it, like, chronicles out all these different things. And it's literally like reading a video game. And I know that sounds lame, but it's not. <laughs> Stay with me. So Dungeon Crawler Carl came up, and it's like this humorous science fiction fantasy game about that mixes Dungeons and & Dragons and video games. And it's about this man, obviously named Carl. 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 Every time I say this... That's exactly what I hear. So. Listen, okay. The Join name in. Dungeon Crawler Carl, all I can think about is The Walking Dead and <laughs> Homeboy just yelling <coughs> Carl. Over the, and over again. Over and over again. It's it's so fantastic, guys. If you really love humor, if you really love fantasy with a little bit of like space involved, this is really gonna be your next read. And it is so fantastic. If I can get through Six books that are about 400 to 700 pages a piece in, like, a couple months, then you can read this, too, and really, really enjoy it. it. It's it's wonderful. It really is. This is the description for you, so I don't, like, butcher it. 
the apocalypse will be televised. A man, his ex-girlfriend's cat, a a sadistic game show unlike anything in the universe, a dungeon crawl where survival depends on killing your prey in the most entertaining way possible. In a flash, every human erected construction on Earth, from Buckingham Palace to the tiniest of sheds, collapses in a heap, sinking to the ground. The buildings and all the people inside have all been atomized and transferred into the dungeon, an 18-level labyrinth filled with traps, monsters, and loot, a dungeon so enormous it encircles the entire globe. Only a few dare venture inside, but once you're in, you can't get out. And what's worse, each level has a time limit. You have but days to find a staircase to the next level down, or it's game over. In this game, it's not about your strength or your dexterity. It's about your followers, your views, your clout. It's about building an audience and killing those goblins with style. You can't just survive here. you got to survive big. you got to fight with vigor, with excitement. you got to make them stand up and cheer. And if you do have that it factor, you may just find yourself with, the follow- with a following. That's the only way to truly survive in this game. With the help of loot boxes dropped upon you by the generous benefactors watching across the galaxy. They call it Dungeon Crawler World, but for Carl, it's anything but a game. And it's literally about this man who, who's cat. So he gets dumped by his, or he dumps his girlfriend because she's cheating on him. Currently in the Bahamas. That's a no-no. And so it's like midnight or something like that. And his cat, which is actually his ex-girlfriend's show-winning Persian cat... She's, like, this purebred Persian who is, like, entered in shows, and she's, like, a national, like, champion or whatever. She decides she's going to jump out the window into the tree. Okay, this cat is. And he's just, like, secretly loves this cat. Yeah. And so he decides he's going to put on his girl ex-girlfriend's pink Crocs in his heart boxers, like, just in his boxers with his motorcycle jacket on, and <clears throat> run out the door to try to catch his cat. And as he tries to reach up to get the cat... Like, all of the buildings, like, just fall into the ground, and he's the only one left. There's, like, nothing. It just, the earth is, like, completely destroyed. And then an announcer comes on over, like, the universe and says, Hey, you have been lucky enough to survive, and you get to either try to survive on earth with nothing to go by, or you can go into the dungeon and, like, be a part of this game show and fight your way to the top. Surprise! Surprise, surprise. So he goes into this dungeon, and then... He takes his cat with him, and her name is Princess Donut. She has a name like a million miles long. As it should be. Yes. And so what happens is that Princess Donut becomes like sentient, like a human, but she's still trapped in her cat body, and she becomes a crawler or a player with Carl, and they form like a party together. And it's literally them going against the universe to try to right the wrongs of these people, this corporation that goes and destroys planets just so that people can be entertained. And they literally have to go in and kill these people. And I know it sounds really crazy. (laughs) What? (laughs) No way. Pink Crocs, a motorcycle jacket, Princess (laughs) Donut. No. Yes, it is. It is so like, I cannot tell you how many times I've like laughed my head off, but also have cried and, like, have, I am so attached to, like, these characters and so invested in this story. I'm on book six right now, and hopefully, like, it's a ten-book series. And we do have them here at the library because Dawn is amazing, and she ordered them. Um, so that's why I get to talk to you about it now because I was, like, holding it in for so long because I couldn't tell you. These books are fantastic. You have to pick them up if you want to laugh, if you want, like, some warm, like, feels and, like, serious 
like political intrigue. It has everything in it. Everything. It's perfect. It's a little potty humor, but it's so good, guys. And I really, really want you to read it and tell me about it. I need to talk to somebody who's not going to scream Carl every time Carl. I say something about it. I need somebody to chat with it. I really think you guys are going to like it. If you read like me and you listen to this podcast and, like, your, like, interests align with my interests, this is for you. Now, if you read like Samantha, you probably aren't going to like it. I'm not going to lie about that because Samantha wouldn't like this book. It reminds me of, like, the description reminds me of High Rise Invasion, which is an anime. Oh, also, probably a manga. <clears throat> probably. Yeah. They, like, all, they just, like, they're just in these high-rise buildings and that you can't get out of them. Yes. And it's just, like, this world where, like, everybody's, like, trying to kill each other. It, yeah, essentially. Yeah. But this is with, like, laughs and, you know, a good time. and Yeah. An AI cat makes fun of you and like yeah, yeah, and heart boxers running around in the dungeon. Who wouldn't want that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So pick it up if you read it. Please let me know. I I really I really do want to talk to somebody about it. I think you're really gonna like it. It has been the best series slash read for me this entire year, and I have read some pretty fantastic things this year. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense to Brando Sando, but Brando. this is topped my book list this year for real like not higher than brando sando higher than brando sando because brandy sandy really knocked me on my butt with a bunch of things that i read this year um he's still one of my favorites he's still up there but he's up there for different reasons than dungeon crawler carl plug your ears brandy boy i know just don't listen avert your eyes like or your you know whatever anyway (laughs) whatever (laughs) whatever Um, you got whatever um just read it. Read it for a good time and good feels and just sit down and devour the series with me. I'm going to be distraught because book seven's not out yet. That's tragic. It is tragic. It's so sad. <sighs> so I've been reading something much different. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're just like, so anyway, on to the better book. <laughs> <clears throat> so if you like follow books or anything at all, you know about Fourth Wing. And Iron Flame. I just want to, like, say, too, that if you don't know about Iron Flame, I don't know what rock. (laughs) What rock are you living under? What rock are you living under? Because I don't love, I don't like anything romantic-y. That's not true. I like some things, I guess, but it's not for me. And I have seen this everywhere. Yeah. It's literally everywhere. And, like, uh, I am not one to, like, dragons. Like, I've never... I've never been drawn to, like, a fantasy dragon book. So, like, when Fourth Wing, like, first came out and it started getting, like, really popular, I was like, mmm, it's dragons. So I'm probably not going to like that because I'm more of, like, fae, um, witches, vampires, you know, that kind of thing. Like, Vampire Academy, um, Akatar. What don't you like about dragons? I just never, like... I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I just didn't want to pick up a dragon book. I was like, I, what I'm are they going to do? So Blow fire at each other? I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so offensive. So I was, like, a little hesitant, but, like, it started getting super popular. So I was just thinking, okay, it's time, Samantha. Like, you can't, you can't not be with the times here. You just got to pick it up. You just got to read it for yourself and just 
figure it out, you know? So, alas, I picked up Fourth Wing, and it became my favorite book of 2023. And I do not say this lightly because I am very picky. I'm very picky about my books, and this got probably like a five thousand out of five. See, that's that is what is so interesting to me, is that you really are hard on like, you know what I mean? Like you're fair. Yeah. And I was so shocked about how many five star reviews this book it is. Literally, almost a five on Goodreads, which is very hard to do if yeah. you follow Goodreads at all. Yeah. And the fact that you gave it a five star, I just, this is why I'm going to read it, ladies and gentlemen, because I just need to know what the hype is about. Yeah. I, I, and like, it is a romanticy, but my favorite part about the book, surprisingly, were the dragons. They were it everything. Been. Yes. <laughs> um, so, okay. So the second book came out, it, which is much bigger than the first one. I think the second book, Iron Flame, is like, yeah, it says 878 pages. So that... Oh, that's the second one? Yeah. Holy Moses. That is a big boy. It is a big boy. Um, it took me... I thought I was going to read it in like two days, but I paced myself because I knew my heart was going to be broken after I finished it. So it took me about four or five days to read it. Um, so this is the description. People, um, if you've read Fourth Wing... Um, this isn't going to give any spoilers. If you haven't read Fourth Wing, it's not going to give you any spoilers or anything. So, <clears throat> Everyone expected Violet Sorengale to die during her first year at the... Okay, I'm going to pronounce this correctly because I've been pronouncing it incorrectly. Buzgayeth War College, Violet included. Ooh. But threshing was only the first impossible test meant to weed out the weak-willed, the unworthy, and the unlucky. Now the real training begins, and Violet's already wondering how she'll get through. It's not just that it's grueling and maliciously brutal, or even that it's designed to stretch the writer's capacity for pain beyond endurance. It's the new vice commandant, who's made it his personal mission to teach Violet exactly how powerless she is, unless she betrays the man she loves. Although Violet's body may be weaker and frailer than everybody else's, she still has her wits in a will of iron. And leadership is forgetting the most important lesson Buzgayeth has taught her. Dragon riders make their own rules. But a determination to survive won't be enough this year. Because Violet knows the real secret hidden for centuries at Buzgayeth War College. And nothing, not even Dragonfire, may be enough to save them in the end. So in the, force, the, the first book, Fourth Wing, they're just all like, they're training to basically become... Dragon writers. writers, yeah. So, by the second book, they just get thrown into this, like, all-out war. And I I can't really say, like, what they're at war. I can say very little about the whole plot of Iron Flame. Because if you haven't read Fourth Wing, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Because, you know, you know how we spoil books. But this is just too important. We do. We spoil them yeah. big. <laughs> and I, I want to spoil it so bad, but I'm not going to. Well, if I'm going to read it, do you want me to leave the room so you can spoil it for them no. and come back? I'm not going to spoil it because somebody might be mad at me. And okay. I'm not going to do that. But we I did talk about Fourth Wing a little bit on um, one of our previous podcasts. So you can hear me talking about Fourth Wing 
earlier. But Iron Flame, you have to pick it up. I think we are getting like, what, six, seven copies in? Yes, we have kind quite of a few. The back wait order. list is, yeah, it, it is back ordered because that's the thing is that people have ordered out so bad. I think I went I went to Walmart the other day because I was like, maybe they've got a paperback in Fourth Wings that I can pick up because all, the holds are a billion miles long. I mm-hmm. think there's like, what, 3,000 holds or something like that on yeah, Libby. On Libby, yeah. Um, It's super... When we tell, I'm, we're not exaggerating that this is a, this is like this is definitely the most popular book yeah, of 2023. Is, right, this has gotten so much, even more than Akatar, Sarah J. Moss, all of those people. This is like top tier, crazy, like burst through the door. It is nuts, and you can't find it. I can't find it. I know that they dropped a bunch of special editions. I was gonna go. I thought I was going to go to the store later after work and go get You can't find them. Like, immediately they dropped and went out that day, and they were immediately sold out. Yeah. So, I and I think the thing about this, too, is, is that, like you said, Fourth Wing is very, you can't reveal a lot of things because the yeah. end is very spoilery. Like, there's cliffhangers to this. Yeah. And I think that by your reaction on the second book, you said that there was also a big cliffhanger. Yes. It left off at a really, really big cliffhanger that... If y'all have read Fourth Wing, the first book, you guys are going to be distraught and just get your tissues out, get your emotional support stuffed animal, your emotional <laughs> support food out because y'all are going to need all of them. Right. And that's, I think, I'm hoping that that's what, like, really gets me is that she's not afraid to, like, be Attack on Titan and kill people. Yeah, no. And she will, she'll kill a character, and she'll just be like, okay, so we're going to go get ice cream. Like, oh, well, sucks to suck. And, like, the audience jaws are, like, to the floor, and she's just like, let's go. Here we go. And And everybody else is sobbing in their, you know, Kool-Aid. Yeah, I'm like, there's been so many times where somebody just, like, gets attacked out of nowhere and they're just dead and you're just like are we gonna are we gonna go over that or is that just is just gonna be happening <laughs> and she's like just like yeah it's just rebecca let's that's just what it's i'm gonna do come on rebecca rebecca yarrow so it's on, just becca. what she does so yeah it was um i was reading this and i i literally had no idea what was going to happen like every single chapter i i, I was like Somebody could be dead at the end of this chapter. Something could just blow up. A dragon might die. I don't know. I don't know. Rebecca just might just be like, this is the end. And these this last half of the book is just blank pages. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's a mystery. So but. the crazy thing is, is that Samantha, just by what we, she's told you, has convinced Ben and Justin and myself to read both of these Justin's excited for Iron Flame, and I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Justin's nice. <laughs> I, I did tell Ben that all I wanted for Christmas was for him to read Fourth Wing, and he, he did promise, promise. To I will to the graphic audio. Yeah, reiterate that. He did promise. So we shall see if he likes it. So but. if you'd like to join in on that. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be really fun if that gets accomplished and we all decide to get it listened we to. We all need to have a podcast yes. on it. 
no promises because I'm as slow as heck and I don't know what they're, you know, they're busy people too. Book five might be out by the time by we time do I that. <laughs> then we can just talk about the whole series, you exactly. know. It's fine. Um, but the goal is, and if any of our coworkers are listening and they decided they wanted to read it too and we wanted to come up and have a big podcast discussion. That would be fun. You know, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and it could be real spoilery. Like it could a be podcast real debate. book club. Yeah. So if we can get that accomplished... You guys just let us know, and we'll get together, and we'll have a big old talk in the den about it, and tell you what honestly we think about it, and I will be honest, and I will be fair. I'll be fair. I am judgy, but I will go into it fair. (laughs) No way. No. Um, So those are your two books. Yeah. And this is a view, if you don't already know, into Samantha and I, our actual reading tastes. Yes. (laughs) We don't share the same reading tastes except for in, like, horror yeah. and thriller. Horror and thriller. They're pretty similar. We're very similar in those. No, not, I would I would say we both kind of don't like f- domestic horror, like, thrillers. Yeah. I, that's all Trisha and Lori. If you yeah. really want those recommendations, those two are the people to hit up for that. Like, The Housemaid. Um, Trisha told me to read The Housemaid. I liked it, but it's just, like, a book that I would read if I just didn't have anything, didn't else, to have anything else to read. Like, it, it was fine. Yeah. It was, like, a seven okay. yeah. for me. So so we have, and, you know, if, if this isn't, if we didn't recommend anything to you, we know people who will recommend to you. So don't hesitate to reach out and see if we'd like to read something. Um, yeah. Give us book recommendations. Read Dungeon Crawler Carl. 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 Um, and then read Fourth Wing, then Iron Flame. And yes, don't really, read Iron Flame first, please. Yeah, don't do that. Do not. I think you would be sad. <laughs> yeah, and if, like, oh, the first book was a lot more YA than Iron Flame was. Iron Flame, the action oh. and the dragons, like, the interaction with the dragons was, like, 12 times better than Fourth Wing. So it just gets better and better. It Yeah, it literally... It goes from, like, a 10 to, like, a 20,000, so. Dang. I don't think that you guys will be disappointed, especially if you loved Fourth Wing. Yes. And I do want to tell you guys that if you, there's a a few things that are coming out on NetGalley that we've been reviewing that we've gotten. Um, You need to be looking out for A Place for Vanishing by Anne Freistat. Um, We're getting ready to start that up and give a review about it. She's amazing. Um. She sent us those copy e copies for us to be able to enjoy, and I'm very, very chomping at the bit to be able to get to that. I know. I'm excited to read that. Yes. And then um, pick up Horror Hotel before you pick up uh, Cursed Cruise by Victoria Fulton and Faith McLaren. That's a horror that I think you guys would put, like to check out. And then another horror that I've um, been given an arc for that I'm really excited about. If you like What Moves the Dead by T. Kingfisher in your it's a House of Usher retelling, very, very good. Um, I really like the horror aspect of it, especially if you like, um, what was it called with the, with the zombie mushrooms? The zombie mushrooms? The Last of Us? Is it The Last of Us? Sure. That's not it. I don't know. Where everybody's like, and it was with um, the Mandalorian guy. What's his name? Oh, yeah, The Last of Us. The Last of Us. If you like that, you'll read this. It's a novella, something you can get through. Because coming up in February is What Feasts at Night, and that's the duology, the sequel to um, the Sworn Soldier series for Kingfisher. And so far, I'm halfway through that. It's actually really good as well. 
Um, those are my things that are coming up that I think that you're going to like. Those are all actually um, horror. So it's a horror year. A in, horror um, year. A horror year in um, reading for me. What have you got that's coming up that you're trying to review? Um, I have a few different things. I am going to be reading Emily Wilde's um, Encyclopedia of Fairies. And I'm also going to try to read the sequel as well, Emily Wilde's Map of the Otherlands. They are shorter books, but they're, I love the covers. They're just, it's, it's the, the whole aesthetic. Okay. It's fantastic. The whole fairy woodsy vibe aesthetic. Um, sword catcher. I am scared to read. I want to read it. I want to read it like right now, but I'm scared because it didn't get great reviews. I was about to say there's very mixed reviews on that. So if anybody's read it and like to let us know what they think about it, it's got a three point nine, and which I'm is interesting. I'm very shocked about the Emily Wilde books. Um, it was very hyped too because they have. Almost as good a reviews on Goodreads as Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. Um, yeah, I've, I've, people are saying that the um, Encyclopedia of Fairies is a very atmospheric read. It's not very good on character development and, like, like yeah. <sighs> character-focused. But the, like, the place and, like, the idea of everything is what really gets people going. Right. Um, so if you read that for real, let me know if it's worth a read. I'll pick it up. Some of the books that I have on my um, TBR are, I'm scared to read them because Goodreads <laughs> is critical, okay? Yeah, and they haven't done great on Goodreads. They're all in like the high three points, three point oh's. So I'm a little bit afraid. Um, I really want to read None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. I haven't read any of her books, but I see that book floating around all the time and it gets a pretty good rating. It gets a 4.2. Um, listen, I think Goodreads is just critical. I don't trust them. I like to go by Amazon. Same. And also Fall of Ra- Ruin and Wrath, um, the first book of the Awakening series by Jennifer Lynn Armentrout. So I got those. And then <clears throat> let's see. Eventually I want to get to the Brothers Hawthorne because she um, Jennifer Lynn Barnes does have a fifth book coming out of the Inheritance Games, which is going to be the grandest game. The Inherit. Oh wait, no, wrong thing. I really want her to expand on the Naturals, but I know, me too. Which, also, um, side note, the Natural series got new covers and they are on sale right now. I'm not saying you should go buy them. Merry Christmas. But Merry Christmas, yeah. Maybe they'll be even more on sale for Black Friday, but I really like the new covers. Um, And then right now I'm just reading the last book of Vampire Academy, and I'm still in distraught mode over Dimitri. I think he's slowly starting to redeem himself. Like I know know what happens, but I've, I've just erased it in my mind, and now I'm reading it again for the first time. And he's just, he's not a vibe right now. He's not doing a great job. And I need him to step up and be the man that I know he can be. But, yeah. That and then, uh, like Beth Ann said, A Place for Vanishing, which we're Much both... anticipated. Re- that has uh, amazing reviews on Goodreads. As it freaking should. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, our girl, Anne, 
she'd be doing the best and the most. And it's it's going to show. I have ordered a um, signed edition of this with, like, goodies from. Yeah, I also ordered that. Oh, I'm so excited for it to come in. I'm yeah. going to have it read before then, but um, if I should have just started it when it came out. If we didn't have, like, a schedule that we have to stick to, this would have already been done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ooh. very excited about it. And then I'm really excited for the third book of the Crescent City series coming out in January. Oh, yeah. I started <clears throat> Crescent City. No. Yeah. Yes. I started Crescent City. My mom picked it up the other day, and she goes, what's this? She goes, it's really scary. And I said, well, it's Samantha. Samantha gave it to me. I started it. I got. I told her I'd read it. And she goes, well, tell her it's too scary to read. <laughs> because, of the cover. because of the cover of it. I was like, I actually like the cover, Mom. She was just like, no, it's so this looks pretty. scary. It is really pretty. So I did start that, and I am um, a couple chapters in, and so far so good. Um, I already have my opinions, but I'll keep those to myself. Are they good or bad opinions? I'm not telling you. Don't you tune have to, okay. in next time, <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye.